This is your life, God's truth, your QFM. It's Phil here in the Bemidji studio. What an honor and a treat to have Dick Bramer, the voice of the Minnesota Twins on, well, I should say the voice and the face on on television for many, many years. And we've been talking about the fact that Dick is coming up to Thief River Falls for a very fun event involving St. John Lutheran School. Dick Bramer, how are you, sir? We're doing fine. We're looking forward to getting up to Thief River Falls and uh, I've been there this time of the year many times on the Twins Winter Caravan, but uh, uh, we're really looking forward to, for the special event for St. John's on Monday. Oh, man, it's going to be great. Speaking of the caravan, now they're doing it this year. Are you going out, or is that a little bit later, or what? Yeah, it's going to be toward the end of uh, January, and uh, uh, I drew the right straw. They're sending me south, but we're not going to <laughs> Phoenix. I think we're going to go to Brookings, South Dakota. That's as far south as we're going to get. <laughs> Well, there you go. And watch now you get into some giant snow blizzard or something down there, and and we'll be fine up here. You never know. You've been through some dicey weather, though, I suppose, with that caravan. Oh, yeah. We've had times where uh, uh, you know, the, the snow has been substantial. Uh, I remember, and this is about 20 years ago, uh, we were actually frozen in. Uh, the uh, temperature outside and the wind chill was so bad they closed schools. And everything, and and we were uh, we were stuck uh, in Hinkley, I believe it was, uh, for a whole day with really not much to do because there was nowhere to go. You know, it'd be like the old days. You'd have to go to a, a home, somebody's home, a snow home, you know, and stay there. They'd be thrilled to have you there. You know, that'd be amazing. By the way, you're familiar with Minnesota winters. You are a born and raised Minnesota guy, right? Yeah, born in St. Paul, grew up in a very small town in far western Minnesota called Dumont, and uh, my father was a Lutheran pastor, and he had the church there, and then uh, we spent five years in Missouri. My father specialized in death ministry, and he wanted to get back into uh, that part of uh, his ministry. Uh, for five years, we were in central Missouri, but then we moved back, and I went to high school in, in uh, Staples, or graduated uh, in high school, uh, or from high school in Staples, and uh, have spent almost my entire uh, life in Minnesota, and that is by choice. I, uh, I love it here. I love the, the community. I'm, like everybody else this time of year, uh, ready for spring to come right around the corner, we hope. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm a Minnesotan through and through. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you realize this, but when we start seeing your face, that is a sure sign of spring. We love it when we start seeing your face. Well, and that's why I really look forward to the start of every year uh, and getting down to Florida and doing some telecasts from Fort Myers because, uh, of course, the outcome of the games don't you know really doesn't matter with uh, you know spring training games. Sure. But just to show people uh, blue skies, warm temperatures, green grass, all of that uh, for all of us who've uh, endured everything weather-wise we have to endure up here uh, during the winter time. I think it's a nice. Uh, early snapshot of what eventually will come to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. What a treat to be talking with Dick Bramer, TV uh, announcer for the Minnesota Twins, and he'll be in Thief River Falls Monday night, January 16th. Uh, doors open at 545, although I do know there's an early session for students, age uh, grades 5th through 12th. Uh, that starts at 5 o'clock, and it's just going to be a great night to not only support St. John Lutheran School, there's some other ministries involved also in the Thief River Falls area, and Dick, you'll be sharing a little bit, and I understand you love the Q&A part of nights like that. 
Well, that's kind of my favorite part. I will have a prepared uh, presentation, I guess, and uh, talk a little bit uh, about my faith and and baseball, and and then open it up for uh, questions uh, uh, from the audience. And uh, I'm going to bring up uh, some uh, autographed uh, stuff uh, for the uh, silent auction. Yeah. Uh, I went into my closet and got a Harmon Killebrew autographed baseball. <laughs> I've got a Tony Oliva and a Jim Cott autographed baseball that I'm going to bring up with two of them single signed in, in each case and uh, a mini helmet signed by uh, NFL Hall of Famer Paul Krause. Oh, uh, so we're going to add to the silent auction and hopefully have a really fun night. I'd love to see your closet, by the way, but that's not going to yeah. happen. <laughs> And uh, you wrote a book not too long ago called Game Used. Is that something you'd been thinking about for a while, Dick? Not really. Uh, I had a, a publisher in Chicago, of all places, uh, reached out to me a few mm. years ago and asked if I would uh, do a book that would be a series of books that they were doing called If These Walls Could Talk. And I thought about it for a while and and thought if, if I'm ever going to do a book, I really don't want it to be uh, you know, part of a series or anything like that. I wanted it to be kind of a standalone hardcover book. And so I told them that, and then they got back to me a week later and said, okay, we'll do it your way. And <laughs> long story short, I ended up uh, uh, writing it, and uh, I'm going to bring some copies up to Thief River yes. Falls on Monday. And uh, for every book sold, uh, uh, I'll donate $5 back to uh, St. John's, and so we hope uh, to have a fun night and raise some money. But within that, if anybody would like the book, just know that uh, five dollars uh, of every uh, book sold will go back to the school. It is going to be a fun night. You know, when the doors open, there's going to be like ballpark hot dogs and caramel corn, and you know, baseball type snacks available as uh, concessions and so forth, and just a lot of uh, information about St. John's School. Some other vendors will be set up there. Your connection to the school was, I believe, the Cading family. They're uh, like principal, or if I'm not mistaken, of St. John's School, which has been around for many, many years, by the way. Uh, they were from that same area, and so you've had that connection for many years. Yeah, they were members of uh, at my dad's church in Motley, Minnesota, and uh, just a wonderful family. Yeah. And uh, we have managed to stay in contact with one another. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, Dolores Kading wondered whether I'd ever consider coming up. Uh, this was uh, several years ago, and then the pandemic hit, and yeah. uh, we couldn't uh, do anything. No one could do much of anything. And uh, so we decided uh, we'll try to pull this off. It's a good time of the year for me to uh, do something like this. I honestly, Phil, I enjoy events like this yeah. every bit as much as I enjoy doing the games. Um, uh, it might not uh, seem believable to some people, <laughs> but it really is true. I, I enjoy uh, charity events, and uh, so we decided, well, let's let's try to do this now, this year, uh, now that things have settled down somewhat from the pandemic. And so we figured out a date, and uh, uh, it, it, it dovetails uh, perfectly into my schedule because shortly after that the twins will have twins fest and caravan and then before you know it uh, spring training will open yeah. up and and uh, we'll be off and running with another baseball season yeah for sure let's talk about your faith a little bit dick obviously raised in the church with your dad and you know uh, how is your faith real to you as you live in this crazy busy world of professional sports it's uh, it's no doubt interesting well, it uh, I've been extraordinarily blessed, and it started very early on, uh, as I wrote in the book. 
Uh, I was adopted at a very young age uh, by uh, Clarence Bramer, who was a pastor, and, and my mother, Eleanor Bramer. And when you're a preacher's kid, and anybody listening who was a preacher's kid can relate, I think, you really don't have any choice. You're going to church <laughs> on Sunday morning. That's right. And my dad, for a good part of his ministry, had uh, uh, two churches that he served. Mm. And so there were some Sunday mornings where um, I went to two church services, and so I, I reflect on that from time to time, uh, sometimes during the baseball season, certainly when I'm on the road, I, I find it difficult to go worship on Sunday morning. Uh, so I figured, okay, at some point, I, uh, it, it kind of balances the the Sundays back when I was a kid when I had to go to two church services. Yeah. So, uh, but it's uh, I've relied on my faith uh, throughout my career. Um, I've tried to uh, impart this message to my children yeah. that uh, I wasted a lot of time when I was their age worrying about things when uh, now that I'm a little older, uh, I've realized that uh, you know God's been at the helm all along and mm-hmm. he's uh, richly blessed me with a great family and a very uh, fulfilling career. Yeah, giving you peace and joy. You know, we were just talking about that in our men's Bible study, especially as we mature, we start to really get that, how God does offer us that joy, even when things get difficult. I'm sure you've had difficult days in your life, and but to have that steady presence in your life, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you know, when things uh, uh, get tough, uh, at least in my case, I can't speak for anybody else, but when things have uh, been uh, a little tough, whether it's the loss of a parent, uh, you know, professional uh, chaos, whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I, I found when I, I've needed to lean uh, on God that, uh, you know, he is a rock. And uh, now I'm 66 years old, so uh, I can reflect back on, on, I tell people I'm in the fourth quarter of my life, so I can reflect <laughs> on what's already played out uh, in my life. But all the things that I fretted about and worried about uh, just seems so silly now because uh, I know that, um, that uh, again, God has been at the helm of my personal and professional life, and uh, uh, I'm, I've been richly blessed because of that. You know, as uh, people who love the game of baseball or any other professional sport, we love it when there's a player or somebody that comes out and is bold about their faith. Oftentimes you'll see it, you know, hey, we just won the Super Bowl and I want to thank God or the World Series, you know. Are you privy to some things maybe we wouldn't know about with the Twins players uh, where they might get together for like Bible studies or prayer groups? Does that go on, Dick, that that you know of? It goes on on Sunday mornings, and years ago uh, the Twins had a – Catcher is a really you know, key part of the 1991 World Championship team. Uh, Brian Harper, oh, yeah. who invited me to the uh, 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 chapel that they held, the players held on Sunday mornings, and I was very honored and flattered. And I and I went, but in all honesty, Phil, I felt a little uncomfortable because I was the only non-player there, <laughs> and so. Uh, but routinely on Sunday mornings. You know, I get there three, four hours before uh, game time, usually mm-hmm. at 1 o'clock on a Sunday, and uh, there will be, you know, a squadron of players that will, uh, you know, exit the clubhouse and go someplace privately for, a, you know, a chapel service that runs maybe 10, 15 minutes, yeah. uh, sometimes often run by 
maybe a former player who uh, uh, is a, a man of faith. Uh, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, is a big uh, proponent of the Sunday morning chapel services, and managers and coaches sometimes uh, uh, do that as well. But the one time I went, uh, um, it was wonderful and all that, but I just felt like I was someplace I shouldn't be because that was for the players only. Ah, And so uh, I I didn't want to infringe on their world and their worship, and I kind of felt like I was doing it. Yeah. Well, I just have a feeling there's some good – Get, you know, faith time that goes on with some of those players. There's no doubt about it, and it's it's a, it's a good feeling to know that for sure. Again, Dick Bramer joining us on the radio. We're almost done, and he's coming to Thief River Falls Monday night, January 16th. It's going to be at the Ralph Engelstead Arena, that beautiful imperial room, ballroom that they have there, and doors open at 545, as I mentioned. It's just going to be a great night. Uh, you're going to hear from Dick, uh, Q&A, silent auction, vendor fair. I mean, on and on. Tickets are $20 in advance, and you want to get a hold of Fabian Tunberg. He's just a great guy, and his number is 218-684-4859, and we'll keep you up to date on that. All right, one last thing, Mr. Dick Bramer, Carlos Correa. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a saga that is. And it's kind of fun talking to you right now with the Twins base. I, I believe this would be their largest contract they've ever uh, you know, had in the history of the team. I, am I right on that, Scott? And I yep. can't imagine anything's even close. Yeah, and uh, I had a kind of a, a deja vu experience yesterday. Uh, I was down in Florida uh, last March. Uh, visiting my son, who works down there in Pensacola, he's a minor league broadcaster. Oh wow! And and uh, so we were down there visiting him, and I woke up early in the morning, on I think it was March nineteenth, something like that. And I turned on my laptop, and I saw the news that the Twins uh, were going to sign Correa, and I had to blink about five times. I couldn't believe what I was reading on yeah. my screen. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, I woke up and looked at my phone. And had the same experience. Suddenly, uh, the Twins' negotiations with Correa were had progressed to the point where he was going to sign uh, with the Twins again. And it's a great thing because hey, the, twi- the, the Twins are a better, much better baseball team with Carlos Correa on it uh, than uh, than not. And so we're looking forward uh, to the fact that he'll be with the Twins now for many, many years. Yeah. I know there's frustration that, uh, you know, the Twins haven't been able to advance very far lately, but there is reason for hope, isn't there, again, this year, big time with that and getting the health of our pitchers going and so forth. But it should be an exciting season, right? Yeah, I always find myself this time of the year uh, really being eager for the start of the season. You don't know, uh, you know, what direction it's going to go. Uh, I have done this for a long, long time. I, I, I was a part of the broadcast team in 1987 and 1991, and in each case at this time of the year, uh, we had no idea in 1987 that the year would end with the Twins World Champions. Yeah. Same true in 1991, and uh, we're we're due for another year like that where the Twins can hopefully get to and and win another World Series. Oh yeah, let's go. All right, It'd be fun for you to to be in the booth again for something like that, wouldn't it? Oh, boy. It sure would. <laughs> I've been uh, really uh, lucky and blessed again. Uh, I grew up following the Twins, and uh, so I have very fond memories uh, of all the Twin seasons that I've yeah. uh, been connected with them, but uh, particularly those two. 
All right. Well, safe travels to Thief River Falls on Monday. I think the weather should be good, and uh, folks are going to enjoy visiting and meeting you, Dick. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that and, and for joining me here today on your QFM. Appreciate it very much. All right, Phil. We'll hope to see a big crowd there on Monday. All right. God bless you. And this is your life, God's truth, your QFM.